Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. In this week's episode, you know I gotta talk about how Beyonce shut down the internet this past weekend in the press play segment. And in the Dig Deeper segment, I'm going to discuss Rihanna and Future's new albums. So stay tuned for another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox. What's up, listeners? Welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox. My name is Ahmad, and I am your host. Um, I'm excited this week to be back with another episode. Um, this is episode 22, um, and I've got a lot for you. Beyonce shut down the internet this past weekend, so we're going to talk a lot about that in the Press Play segment. And Rihanna and Future's albums have dropped. Um, so I will be discussing both of those albums in the last segment. But for now, let's jump into the first segment, um, the This Day in Hip Hop and R&B segment. Man, I gotta get some sort of soundbite or something for this segment. That's, stay tuned, that's coming soon. I'm gonna get some sort of soundbite, um, for this segment. It, it deserves it, you know, it's been through a lot. Um, so let's jump right in. Um... You know how it works. This is where I look back at this day, February 10th in the past, and see, you know, what was going on in the hip-hop and R&B worlds. So I've got a couple things, a few things for you today. I'm going to start off on February 10th, 2006. The legendary rapper and producer Jay Dilla died of a fatal blood disease. Um... You know, if you follow hip-hop, you've heard of Jay Dilla. You know, his his life has continuously been celebrated over the years, and he easily goes down as one of the greatest producers in the game. You know, he's a former member of Slum Village. Um, he's worked with a tribe called Quest, De La Soul, The Roots, Common, um, and many, many artists, and he's delivered 
lots of beats. And, you know, over the past few years, not even the past few years, you know, over like the past decade, you know, the the praise and the respect and the the tributes to Dilla have never stopped. You know, it's kind of an amazing thing. Um, you know, he's been gone for about 10 years now. And, you know, you know, it, it doesn't die down. You know, it's always, there's always somebody like Joey Badass who, you know, shows respect to Dilla and his music or somebody who shouts out Dilla and their lyrics. You know, Dilla is a great and everybody in the game knows it and he was respected. And, you know, it will probably continue to be like that. Um, Dilla's the man, you know, Dilla Day is a you know, one or two day festival that happens every year. Like Dilla's got mad respect and people love to celebrate, you know, his legacy. So shout out to Jay Dilla holding it down. Um, rest in power. On February 10th, 2008, the 50th um, annual Grammy Awards were held. And as you know, the um, 58th Grammy Awards are happening this Monday, uh, I guess you could say next Monday at this point, um, so that's going to be exciting, um, next week is going to be a jam-packed episode, that's, that's for sure, um, so at these awards, um, Amy Winehouse walked away with five Grammys, including Song of the Year, Record of the Year, and Best New Artist, Herbie Hancock even won Album of the Year, a prestigious award at the Grammys, um, for his album, River, The Joni Letters, it was basically a cover album um, that featured covers of um, Joni Mitchell, who was a legendary songwriter. Um, and, you know, this is crazy because Herbie Hancock, you know, he's a legend in himself. And, you know, at that time he was in his 60s. I want to say he was around like 67 or something like that. So that's definitely dope. And that same Grammy year, Shaka Khan won Best R&B Album. So, you know... The old heads were, they were prospering at the 50th Grammy Awards. And I guess it's only right. It's such, such a milestone award show, the 50th. Um, Neo won best, I believe it was contemporary urban R&B album. I can't remember what that category. It's changed so many times. Um, but he won that for Because of You. Kanye walked away with four Grammys. Um, one of those being best rap album for graduation. So... You know, the 50th Grammy Awards was a was a pretty exciting time for hip-hop and R&B. Um, we've got a birthday. Um, on February 10th, 1937, Roberta Flack was born. Um, I've talked about Roberta Flack, I want to say, two episodes ago um, when I was talking about Donny Hathaway because they were close friends. They had a couple duets together, and they even made a couple popular duets, and they even made an album together. Um but on this day, Roberta Flack was born. Um, you know, she was the first artist to win Record of the Year for two consecutive years. Um, and she won those for the first time ever I saw your face and Killing Me Softly with his song. Strumming my pain with his fingers, singing my life with his words. Killing me softly with his song, killing me softly with his song, telling my whole life 
everybody knows that song. That song's a classic. It's gone on to be covered by Fuji's was definitely a big one. Alicia Keys also did a beautiful cover of it. Um, so yeah, Roberta Flack had hits. Um, very successful, very amazing voice. Um, so happy birthday, Roberta Flack. Um, definitely um, want to check out Roberta Flack. You know, if you if you really enjoy like R and B music, like you know classic R and B, um, you know definitely check out the oldies. You know, cause pure voices. You know the instrumentation is you know just organic and, and natural and. You know, it's just great music. I'll put a Roberta Flack album in the description. Um, but yeah, check her out. Um, it's definitely going to be worth it. She she was an amazing talent. Is an amazing talent. Sorry, Roberta. Happy birthday. Um, let's jump into the Billboard 200, where I look at the Billboard 200 charts and see who was, um, you know, number one on the charts for hip-hop and R&B. You know, I like to stress with this, you know, portion that, you know, numbers aren't everything. Like, while I don't think that, you know, selling the most records makes your record better than anyone else's, I do think it's interesting to look back um, at these different periods in the past and see, you know, what the people were feeling. Because, you know, that's really what... Those charts, they they show you what, you know, society and the people buying music, what they're buying. So it's just an interesting thing, you know, to think about. Um, so 1984, Thriller, of course, by Michael Jackson is still on the charts. Um, in 1986, Promise by Sade, number one on the charts. Now, a lot of people don't know that Sade is actually a band. Um, it had four people, um, and obviously um, Sade Adu is the lead singer, and it's named after her. But Sade is really a band. Um, now, you know, Sade really got all of the credit because she's the one with the sensual, amazing lyrics. Um, but Sade is amazing. I'm going to say she and her just because that's yeah, just what everybody's used to. But... She has an amazing voice, you know, when you think of Quiet Storm, you know, music, like Sade is, that's it right there. Like, she's got that, you know, soft, sensual voice, and, you know, it's really soothing, um, and she kills it. She's had some great songs um, off of this album, Promise. I'd say the two biggest songs are probably The Sweetest Taboo and Is It a Crime? Sade is a beast. Like, you know, there's there's not much more I can say. Like, she 
is amazing. Her and her band, they made some of the best, you know, soulful music. You know, I've got a couple Sade, um, Sade albums on vinyl just because that's the thing that I started collecting um, a few years back. Um, and it's it's amazing on vinyl. Like, you know, her music carries through no matter what the medium. Um, I would say my favorite album by her is Love Deluxe because, I mean, Cherish the Day and Pearls, come on. Like, too good. But... Promise is a really good Sade album, and this is actually one of the albums I have on vinyl. Um, and is it a crime? Like when I first heard it, I was just like, "Whoa, Sade is a beast." Um, so yeah, it's no surprise this album was at number one in 1986. 1991, "To the Extreme" by Vanilla Ice, still at number one. 1993, "The Bodyguard" soundtrack by Whitney Houston. 1999, China Doll by Foxy Brown. 2000, Voodoo by D'Angelo. Now, this is D'Angelo's second album, um, and we didn't get another album from him until 2014 with Black Messiah, just a year and a half ago. Um, But this is an amazing album. You know, the themes trail, you know, from love to sex to, you know, just life progression. It's just an album about D'Angelo's experiences. And it's an amazing album. Um, it's I can't I don't know if I can say it's his best because Black Messiah is so good. D'Angelo's a beast, you know. All of his albums are amazing, um, but of course the most popular song off of Voodoo is Untitled. And by that I mean the name of the track is Untitled. It's not Untitled. <laughs> Just amazing, man. D'Angelo is one of the greats. Legend. Um, you know, Black Messiah is nominated. That's his, his most recent album. is nominated for a few Grammys at this upcoming award show. So, you know, I hope he takes it home. D'Angelo is great. Voodoo is great. You know what it is. The album will be in the description. Definitely check it out. You know, you know I, I really do try to, you know, introduce... And even just refresh, you know, some of the music that you may have heard introduce you to new music just because I love discovering new music. So, you know, I just think it's really cool and I enjoy, you know, putting other people on a new music or even, you know, just, you know, being like, hey, remember this album? Like, because, you know, I don't 
music shouldn't die. You know, there's so many songs from back in the day that a lot of people in our generation, sorry, are, a lot of people in my generation um, don't really know about because, you know, a lot of it, you got to like, you have to be searching for it to find it. And, you know, I just want to make that process easier. So check out Voodoo by D'Angelo. It'll be in the description. 2004, Kamikaze by Twista was number one on the charts. Um, You'll definitely know this album by the song Overnight Celebrity, which Kanye West produced, samples um, Lenny Williams' Cause I Love You, which is probably top three, one of my top three favorite R&B songs. But yeah. Um, 2007, Late Night Special by Pretty Ricky was number one on the charts. Hey, Pretty Ricky was... Man, 2007? Yeah, that sounds about right. Pretty Ricky was hot around that time. Like, back when I was in high school, like, yeah, around sophomore year, Pretty Ricky was... I mean, really, they were hot before then. I remember... I feel like I remember listening to Pretty Ricky in elementary school, like, late elementary school. But, yeah, no surprise there. 2008, As I Am by Alicia Keys is number one on the charts. Now, this is Alicia Keys... Um... Songs in a minor, the diary of Alicia. This, I believe, this is Alicia Keys' third album, um, and it's easily my favorite Alicia Keys album. I'm not gonna get too much into it because it deserves its own episode. I'll add that to the list of things that need to happen. Um, Alicia Keys is gonna get, it's gonna get her own episode, and trust, trust, I will be talking about as I am. But it's an amazing album. Um, she hasn't topped it yet. Like it's, I think it's her best album. Um, and then 2012, Dell's 21, number one on the charts, and it will stay there for a long time. Um, that is all for this day in hip hop and R and B. Um, after a short break, I'll be right back with the press play segment. Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox. Um, let's get into the press play segment. So this past weekend, um, Beyonce decided that she wanted to shut down the internet. Um, on Saturday, I believe it was. Yes, Saturday. Out of out of thin air, you know, out of the blue. Beyonce decided to drop a new song and music video called Formation. Um... It's fantastic. Um, the song is, you know, Beyonce, you know, being very proud of who she is. And by that, I mean um, she's, you know, making sure that people don't forget where she's from. You know, she's from Texas. I believe her her um, mom's from Louisiana. She's letting you know that she's, she's blacker than anybody. You know, it's coming to question, you know, people criticize a lot on the internet because they have nothing better to do and they say, ooh, Beyonce must be bleaching her skin, she looks lighter, and, you know, all of these things, and it's just like, come on. Um, So, you know, 
Or even, you know, Beyonce, you know, isn't really speaking out against Black Lives Matter. What are they doing? And she's like, excuse me? And that's what this video was. This video was a big, excuse me? Okay, let me show you. Um, And that's what she did. So uh, the video takes place in what looks to be like Louisiana. And it looks to be like, you know, immediately following Katrina, Louisiana. Um, There's a lot of Creole, you know, and Creole culture, like influences throughout the video. Um, At parts of the video, Beyonce is sitting on a police car that's like halfway you know, um, underwater, like about to sink. Um, amazing choreography. Um, she has a lot of like, you know, black female dancers with her and the, and they get in formation. Like that's, that's for sure. And they, they shut it down. And then, you know, lyrically about the song, there's so many quotables. She talks about, um, how she keeps hot sauce in her bag, um, how this Illuminati mess that y'all talk is corny, like, chill out with that, she's, you know, you know, she's swagging, she's flexing on him, and, you know, she even said, you know, if he, if he F's me good, I'll take him to Red Lobster, you know, and Red Lobster stock is on the rise, <laughs> like, if when Beyonce shouts out Red Lobster, you gonna go to Red Lobster, um, and I mean, Cheddar Bay Biscuits. I mean, it's only right. Um, so, yeah, you know, this was Beyonce putting out a real relatable song um, while also, you know, addressing some of the stuff she's been hearing and also flexing and also letting people know, reminding people who she is and, you know, what she can do. And the video was even better because not only was she showing, you know, her roots and her blackness and being proud of being black, but she also addressed, you know, the Black Lives Matter, you know. Um, she, there was a, a very important part of the music video where there's a line of, like, SWAT cops, um, and there's this little black boy dancing in front of him, and, you know, he's getting it. And, you know, toward the end, you know, as he's dancing, you know, they put their hands up and surrender to him. You know, it's a powerful video. It's a powerful video that is black through and through. It's meant, um, you know, for us, you know, to celebrate us and specifically to celebrate black women. And it's, you know, it's a great video and it's a great song. But Beyonce didn't stop there. She you know, was scheduled to perform the halftime show at the Super Bowl with Coldplay. Um, excuse me, I need some water. So, she was scheduled to do the halftime show with Coldplay. Um, and everybody's like, yo, is she going to perform Formation now? Is she going to perform Formation? And pretty much that's why anybody, why any everybody watched the halftime show, because Beyonce is performing. So she indeed did perform formation, you know, on the field and she had all of her dancers with her and they were dressed in these like Black Panther outfits, like the parades, you know, you know, they had their, you know, fists in the air. Like it was it was fantastic. Like she made such a statement, um, you know. She got her dance on, you know, there was a point where she almost fell after doing the Millie Rock. Like, she busted Millie Rock out on us. Um, almost fell, but, you know, God caught her, you know, because it's Beyonce. Um, so, yeah, you know, it was cool. 
the halftime show was dope. Bruno Mars also came out to do Uptown Funk with Mark Ronson, and then him and Beyonce kind of had like a dance-off. It was a dope halftime show. Coldplay even got in on it, and I think Coldplay did a decent job, but Beyonce said, I'm going to drop this new song and this new music video out of nowhere. Then the next day at the Super Bowl, I'm going to perform this new song, and I'm going to do it amazingly. Um, showcase, you know, my roots and, you know, how I get down. But she didn't stop there. Immediately after the performance, the first commercial was a commercial announcing the Formation World Tour, a Beyonce World Tour. Um, yeah. She's going on tour. I believe it starts in, like, April or something like that. But tickets. So... Pre-sale tickets through, like, Beyonce, like, her Beehive, or in, like, her website, went on sale yesterday. You need, like, an offer code or something to get that. Um, but Live Nation pre-sale tickets go on sale Friday, and you need an offer code for that. And then to the, the general on-sale tickets go on sale next Tuesday, uh, the 16th. So, you know, get your pocketbooks ready. Take the money out of savings. Beyonce's going on tour, and she's about to kill it. Um, I'm definitely going, you know. I've already got the money laid out, you know, ready for Beyonce to have because she's an icon. She really is a legend already, and when you have the opportunity to go see her, you have to do it. So, you know... Chicago, May 27th at Soldier Field, I will be there. And that's not, it's a stadium, it's a summer stadium tour, so that's going to make it even better. Um, you know what it is, ticket information and, you know, links and all that is in the description. You need to go to this concert, it's going to be fantastic. So, Beyonce, I salute you. Um, and, you know, the best part is, is, is you know, this is what everybody's been talking about, it's like, well... She released this new song. Is it a single? And she's about to go on tour. She can't just tour with her, with her old music. I mean, she can, but I don't. I don't think that's what's in store. I think we're gonna receive a new Beyonce album probably before the tour starts. So I would say within the next three months. So look out for that. That is gonna be a showstopper. Who knows if she just releases it by surprise? It might come out next week. Um, you know, but. Stay woke. Keep your keep your eyes open because Beyonce's planning and it's coming soon. Um, another cool thing that happened this past week: Chance the Rapper, who, you know, that's that's the homie. You know, I talk about him all the time. He has received or will receive his own uh, Beats One radio show. So Chance went on. Um, Pharrell's Beats One radio show this past Saturday. Um, I believe it's it's called Other Tone Radio. Um, and he announced that you know he would be getting his own Beats One radio show, which is dope. You know, there's there's so many cool people getting radio shows now. Like DJ Khaled just got one, and that in itself is exciting. You know, I'm just um, proud of Chance. This is a great next step for his career. You know, um, 
it's a great opportunity to put Chicago even further on the map, more on the map, get a lot of Chicago artists in there, um, you know, get them some shine. Like, this is great. I'm glad that Chance is doing this. I'm glad that this is the next step he's taking. And, you know, I'm happy with Apple for Beats One Radio. It's given us, you know, a great opportunity to, you know, connect more with artists through interviews or even like new releases like OVO Sound Radio and how they release new music all the time. It's just a great way, um, you know, to get more personality out of the artists that we listen to and love. So shout out to Chance for getting a new show, Worldwide Shy. We will be waiting. Um, I mentioned last week that Kanye is doing like a... At Madison Square Garden, he will be... Um, Releasing his new album, which comes out tomorrow. So this is all happening tomorrow. He'll be releasing his new album. Um, and also, I think the Yeezy 3 line, the clothing line, he's going to release that all. It's going to be a performance by somebody, I think Vanessa Beecroft or something like that. Um, and it's going to be streaming live in theaters across the world. I've got my ticket. I will be going Thursday um, at a theater in Chicago. Um and yes, he finally released the U.S. link. So if you're listening to this, hurry up, go to tickets.kanyewest.com. The link is also in the description. Um, and see if, you know, tickets aren't sold out. I just got my ticket yesterday. There were still tickets yesterday. So, you know, check your city and see if um, there are tickets there because, you know, this is going to be an amazing thing. You know, regardless of Kanye the person, Kanye the musician always comes through. And Kanye the creative always comes through. So, you know, I've never gotten to, you know, do one of his live, you know, release things where he projects stuff on walls and, you know, that type of stuff. So had to get my ticket and go to see this one. And you all should do the same. The link is in the description. Um, that concludes the press play segment for this week. Um, check the blog hopeforhiphop.org um, for more, you know, hip hop and R&B news. Um, after a short break, we'll be right back with the dig deeper segment. <laughs> Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox. Um, let's jump into the final segment. So Rihanna's album is finally available to the public, all public. Um, the CD is out. I have that in my possession. It's available on Apple Music. It's on Tidal. Everybody can listen to it. So I decided um, for this Dig Deeper segment, uh, Future also released an album this past Friday. I'm going to review both of the albums. So let's start with the most important, and that's Rihanna's. So this is Rihanna's eighth studio album, and um, we haven't received an album from her, I want to say, since 2012 with Unapologetic. So, you know, it's it's been a while. Um, and before this album, from 2005 to 2012, with the exception of 08, Rihanna had put out an album every year. Her work ethic was crazy. So, 
um, you know, this large gap, this three-year gap, three-and-a-half-year gap, you know, we were like, where's Rihanna? You know, where's the music? And, you know, it really built hype, you know, for this album. And the album finally dropped, and the album is amazing. Um, this album sees Rihanna going away from the mega pop club dance sound that she's been known for. Um, and she tries a few different styles on this album. Um, and somehow together, you know, the album as a whole doesn't completely flow like I would like. Um, it's not the most cohesive because of the different styles that she tries out, but you know, it works. It's still a really great album. Um, for instance, on consideration, the first track in work, which is a single, you know, it's got a nice dance hall, you know, reggae vibe to it. Um, you know, her first single, which is work is definitely proof of that. You know, you know, it features Rihanna singing more patois, um, which is like, you know, reggae, the way they, you know, speak English, um, more than ever before, you know, Drake's on it, he delivered a pop verse, you know, that'll do just fine, it's not his best work, but on, like, you know, popular, super popular songs that he's featured on, he doesn't need to do too much, and what he did is, is fine, you know, it's a great first single, it's Rihanna get into her roots, like, for real, for real, excuse me, for real, for real, and, um, you know, really, you know, delivering a single, that is something that we haven't heard too much of from her. Um, the only features on the album were Drake and SZA. SZA's from the TDE camp. And she um, starts off the album with Rihanna on the song Consideration. Um, and it's a great song. Their voices harmonize really well together. Um, SZA sounds great. It's a great start to the album. Um, we've never heard them sing together before. Um, it was definitely a way to get things started. Um, and as far as the themes of the album, you know, she speaks on love and lost love and hurt and relationships. But throughout the entire album, Rihanna never seems self-loathing. You know, she is confident and very assured about herself. It's Rihanna through and through. She's a confident you know, woman, and even though she's singing about love and, you know, hurt feelings, she, you know, she could care less, you know, too much. Like, she's, you know, she's herself, and she stays herself throughout the album. You know, there were rumors that Travis Scott would have a big um, hand in the album, a big part to play, but that seems to have died off because it seems like the only song that he had his hand in is the song called Woo, and really, it's my least favorite song on the album, you know, for Rihanna, you know, it it didn't really work that well. It sounded like a Travis Scott song, really. And so it seemed kind of out of place um, on the album. I'm sure Travis Scott would have killed it, like, by himself. Um, and he's not really, like, featured feature. He kind of does, like, some wooing in the background. But, you know, I wasn't a fan of the song. Um, and I'm glad that there wasn't too many songs like it on the album. You know, there's a song on there called Kiss It Better, it's the third track, which is an R&B popish number that really builds in an amazing way. The guitars, um, like the electric guitars that are backing it, really make the song very vibrant. And it's 
a great song. I wouldn't be surprised if it, you know, became the next single. Um, so the second half of the album after Woo is probably the best part of the album. From Woo on, it's just fantastic. Um, it gets really soulful and there's a lot of R&B, you know, influences. It's it's great. Like you'll also find some of her most compelling and interesting vocal performances in that second half of the album. For instance, on in Love on the Brain, um it's a bluesy like 60ish, you know, type song from the 60s, I mean, type song. You know, that really gave me comparisons to you know, Beyonce, it's a type of song that I could hear Beyonce singing and it would have fit in perfectly on Beyonce's four album. The hook, very Adele-ish. Um, I could definitely hear some like Adele type, you know, notes in there. And all in all, the song is very Amy Winehouse. Like it's bluesy, like love, you know, written song. It's, it's great. It's great. Um, and then there's, you know, a song called Higher, where it seems the concept is Rihanna is singing the song as if she's like, you know, drunk or under the influence on drugs or whatever, singing to, you know, someone that she loves. And, you know, she hits some very high notes, but to the point where, you know, it's like she let her voice do whatever it felt like. Like, you can hear her voice crack, but... It's not the type that you like are like, uh, this person can't sing. It's like, you know, she's singing so high that she just lets her voice crack, but it's fine. You know, it worked out and it really fed into the concept of someone who's like drunk, you know, just like singing, you know, like a ballad to the person that they love. Um, it also helps that, you know, she did a good thing where if she was going to do that with her voice, she didn't do it for too long. The song was two minutes in length and she was probably only actually singing for like about a minute minute and a half so you know I liked the way she did that you know she closed out the standard version of the album with a smooth emotional ballad called Close to You fantastic like all of the R&B you know blues type influence songs on the album are fantastic it's great we haven't really seen our uh, Rihanna do you know vocal performances and R&B tracks like that you know she's definitely you know a pop star um in the R&B, you know, version of her, we don't get to see as much, but you get to see it on here, and it's it's really good. It's really good. You know, you can tell that creatively, Rihanna made the album that she wanted to make, um, an album that she would probably listen to if somebody else came out with it. You know, it's not perfect, but it's easily in my top two um, of her eight albums. And on the deluxe version, there's even a song that pretty much functions as Pour It Up Part 2. Um, it's called Pose, and she turns up. It's It has the same energy as Pour It Up. Actually, you know, it has, you know, much more energy than Pour It Up, but the turn up vibe is the same. Um, you can play this in the club, and it will go crazy. Like, she still was like, on the deluxe edition, I'll give you some ratchet. Like, I, I'll give you that. Um but it's an amazing album. You absolutely need to hear it. It's really good. Rihanna, you know, shows us a new side of her, does a lot of new different th- new things with her voice um, and with her album, conceptually anti, you know, it's anti, you know, what we're used to from Rihanna. So the name, you know, fits perfectly. It's a great album. 
favorite songs are Kiss It Better, Needed Me, Love on the Brain, and, you know, they're all great songs. Check out the whole album. James Joint is the second track to song she released um, a while ago, um, but that made it on the album. It's just, it's a great album. Um, Rihanna killed it. It was worth the wait. Um, I can't wait to see her on tour in April because I've already got the tickets to that. So shout out to Rihanna. Um, really quickly, I want to get into Future's album. Future released a new song called Evil or Evol. It's hard to say. It's E-V-O-L. It's love backwards, basically. Um, it was premiered through DJ Khaled's new Beats 1 show. Um, really, the album is more of the same. Um, but unlike Dirty Sprite 2, it isn't as, you know, depressing and, you know, muted sound and, like, you know, Dirty Sprite 2, while it was a great album last year and it was future taking things to another level, the entire album felt like you were on, like, an, not even, like, an acid trip, but, like, like, you were on, like, some, I don't know, some Xanax or, you know, I don't know. Like you were, it it felt, I guess maybe you did this on person, it felt like you were leaning the whole time. Like it was very slow and, you know, sluggish, kind of. Not so much in tempo, but in like the feeling of it. This is different. This is a somewhat aggressive, confident future. But at the heart of it, this future is still a misogynistic savage. Like, you know, he's a fuckboy. That's, that's really what he is. Um, you know, on the very fitting song, Low Life, you know, he raps, if she catch me cheating, I won't ever tell her sorry. Um, you know, he's, I just don't understand really how Future has money. I mean, I, I, I physically, like, I, I actually understand, but it shouldn't happen. As far as talent, just like musical talent, he doesn't really have it. Lyrically, it's not... Lyrically, he says nothing new. It's, you know, different variations of the same thing. Sex, drugs, party, I don't care. You know, you know, I'm a woman hater. You know, you know, this type of stuff. It's it's all of that. Um, does he make, like, amazing party music and turn to music? Sure, he does. You can't deny that. You can't deny that. But at the same time, the persona, you know... Forget the energy of the music, but the persona is just despicable, really. Um, and you know, also, Future is drowning us with music, but it's hard to tell it all apart. Like, everything from this album, minus a couple songs, could have been mixed with Dirty Sprite 2. You'd put it all in the same album, and it, it would have fit in. You know, Metro Boomin' and Southside are handling most of the production for this album, so the sound doesn't really change. One thing I will say is the songs Low Life and Flash It Only, you know, see him at least somewhat diverting from his usual sound. In Low Life, he kind of picks up the weekend's flow and, you know, it's different for him. You know, we hear the weekend sing like this all the time, but it was different to hear Future sing like that, you know, so it perks your ears. You know, it's like, oh, Future with a different sort of cadence, you know, it was, it was interesting, um, you know, and also the song Flash It Only, you know, the production, you know, really 
carries it. It's different for future. Um, like he he's never really I've never really heard him rap on you know something like that. And it's produced by DJ Spins and Dollar Sign K. I'm not sure what that is. Maybe it's just K K Money. I don't know. But it's you know it's a different type of production, and you know it allows Future to do some different things over it. But all in all, the album is, you know, like I said, it's more of the same, you know, Future needs to slow down because he's going to, if you're going to give us music that sounds the same, or if you're going to give us a lot of music that sounds the same, especially um, just like back to back, spread it out. Like, you know, still listening to Dirty Sprite, but, you know, the more music you push on us, the more we're going to realize that all of this is the same and you're just like you know recycling concepts you know for these songs um will you be able to party to evol yeah you will um but as far as like the music and as far as like you know something new from future um conceptually and just you know musically in general this ain't it but you know that's what it is that's that's future um I don't really expect a lot from him Um, because, like I said, I don't really, you know, the talent level doesn't seem to be, you know, up to par with how successful he is. But what can you do? Um, So, yeah, that's it. That wraps up the Dig Deeper segment for this episode. I just wanted to talk about those two albums because I know that they're albums that you all are definitely listening to. And I've definitely been listening to them. Um, Mostly Rihanna. Um... Also, Magic Jordan's album is called Magic Jordan. They're the, you know, group on OVO. Check them out. Their album just released. Um, listen to that album. It's a must-see. I'll put that in, in the description. Um, yeah, lots of stuff coming. Um, thank you for listening. The Grammys are Monday. Kanye's album drops tomorrow. So, you know, I need to talk about both of those things. So next week... You know, I think the episode will pretty much be just that. Like, maybe there'll be the This Day in Hip Hop and R&B segment, but for the most part, it's going to be an extended Dig Deeper segment because we got to get into Kanye's album. Uh, I'm going to his, you know, album release thing tomorrow. Um, So we got to get into that and the Grammys because I'm sure that is going to be exciting um, in its own way, so... Look forward to that. Um, a spotlight, an artist spotlight on Logic is coming soon. You know, I had somebody, you know, request that. I've been listening to a lot of his music over the past couple weeks, and I'm very impressed. So I will be talking about him soon. Um, got a grab bag episode planned. Like, there's a lot of things planned. So stay tuned. You know, the content is not slowing down. Like, I've got a lot, you know, a lot of plans, and there might even be like a something different next week so we'll see um yeah you know what it is the twitter is totb the podcast facebook's in the description the blog is hope for for hiphop.org there's also an instagram for the blog now it's hope for hip-hop on instagram instagram.com slash hope for hip-hop um please rate review you know, subscribe to the podcast, rate, review on iTunes. It'd be greatly appreciated. It'll definitely help out. I thank you to the people who have been um, reviewing, posting reviews. I appreciate it. Um, 
So, yeah, I'm excited for what's to come. I'm excited for this weekend. It's the All-Star Weekend. It's Valentine's Day. The Grammys are on Monday. Kanye's album is tomorrow. It's it's about to be lit, like, for real. Um, so, you know you know what it is. Hit me up um, on the Twitter, on Facebook. You can email at thinkingoutsidetheboombox at gmail.com. Um, if you want to leave some suggestions or, you know, just... You know, chop it up. But yeah, thank you all for listening. Um, I will be back next week with another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox. Peace. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.